to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Now, the stress can be physical or it can be emotional. So there, I talked about the emotional stress, but for example, there are some people um, and a lot of women I know who um, they over-exercise, okay? So they have a routine because they were taught that exercising was really good for them and they exercise like four or five times, like three, four or five times a week. And um, it's usually first thing in the morning because that's when most of us can fit it in, um, although sometimes other times during the day. So they'll go and they'll exercise on an empty stomach and they'll even have um, coffee before exercising. And that's a double whammy because it's actually a triple whammy because first of all, your cortisol is normally higher in the morning. Secondly, coffee stimulates cortisol release. And so if I drink a coffee on an empty stomach, I see my blood sugar go up, which is like quite fascinating as if I had eaten an apple. Like that's how much I see my blood sugar go up. And then the exercise itself um, stimulates cortisol, right? Because you're like running from the lion, right? Like that physical kind of push. And um, there is a need for the body to undergo a certain amount of stress. That's like called hermesis. Like you want to have a little bit of stress to tone the body. So like exercise tones the body, um, infrared saunas and saunas tone the body, cold water exposure tones the body, right? But that's like the yang to the yin, right? Remember, you want to balance yang and yin. So you don't want to be doing so much yang like every day, all the time. So I notice even, I've even just recently noticed, and I just find this interesting is that there's a lot of um, people in the health space whose like um, interest is in um, having really, really healthy bodies and they're not aging very well. And I get curious, like, why might that be? And I go and I kind of listen to their podcasts and watch their videos. And I notice that they are, they don't walk the middle way. They, they often don't have that yin and yang balance. They're often doing something like lots of saunas, like excessively or cold water dunking a lot um, or cold water exposure a lot. And they're not giving their body the time to recover, like the rejuvenation period, right? Now that's just my assumption. There, there might be other things going on. Like it might just be genetically predisposed for them to age that way. But it does make me wonder, you know, if you if you're constantly stressing the body and you're constantly producing the cortisol hormone, either through your diet or even unintentionally through what you think are really healthy activities, everything in moderation. There's like an importance to walking the middle way. So, generally speaking. What I've come to is what I've learned for my blood sugar balance. And this is the thing. Every person is different. For example, I have a few clients in my body wisdom program where we blood sugar monitor and one eats oatmeal and the other one eats oatmeal and they have totally different blood sugar responses. Partly that's genetic. Partly that's the the status of their gut microbiome. Research has shown that even identical twins um, will have different responses to foods like to the same meal based on their status of their gut microbiome, right? Which is like pretty fascinating, I think. Um, 
So you need to test this out for yourself. But generally speaking, what I've noticed is that um, if I eat my oatmeal in the morning, so I do an overnight soaked oatmeal, like I soak my oatmeal, my rolled oats overnight, I add in a probiotic Saccharomyces boulardii, which just helps eat up some of those fine sugars. Um, and then I drain the water the next day uh, and, I cook, and I add some water and I cook it up like just to the desired consistency. And if I add like um, olive oil, like a healthy fat, some um, sprouted nuts, like maybe a little bit of nut butter, like I try to always kind of maintain variety so nothing gets like too irritating for my digestive tract. My blood sugar response is pretty good. It's, it's even better if I go for a walk right after that. So my blood sugar response will improve by about 20% or more if I go for a walk after my meal. Why? Because your muscles, when they are turned on, they suck up sugar. So especially your thigh muscles, like really big thigh muscles. So going for a walk or standing up and doing the dishes or doing a few squats, you know, just don't eat your breakfast and then go sit in the car and then sit at your desk. That's the worst way to control your blood sugar. So some kind of standing, walking, squatting is really helpful for blood sugar balance. And then the next thing I notice is that the very best blood sugar balance I have is that if I eat, like if I get vegetables and I cook my vegetables or eat some of it raw, some of it cooked, douse it with my olive oil, like my medicinal olive oil, some sea salt, some lemon juice, and then um, a little bit of like my quality protein. So I'm ha- either having my happy animal meat or my wild fish or pastured, you know, whatever, um, grass-fed, whatnot, um, or something like um, a vegetarian quality protein. I will say that the vegetarian sources of protein generally tend to not be as good for balancing blood sugar. They tend to have more carbs with them than the animal meat, but you know, you just, you eat your food, go for your walk um, and don't overdo it. Like the, the vegetarian protein should still be in the small amount that you would of an animal protein. So like the palm size of your hand. Right. And with that, my blood sugar response is really good. Now let's say I want to add some like white basmati rice. Um, And if you're like, why does she keep saying white basmati rice instead of brown basmati rice? You can refer back to a previous episode where I talked about my opinion on the plant paradox and lectins, and you can get all into that, but I have my white basmati rice. And the key for that is to soak it and rinse it until the water comes out clear because what's on the rice is like a fine rice powder. And if you don't soak it and rinse it, that powder stays there and is like a fast carb with your slow carb. So if you just rinse it until the water comes clean, then all of that fast carb is gone. You just cook it. And there's actually even deeper than that, there's a sequence of how you eat your food. So if you eat your, your fiber first, like your vegetables or your nuts, for example, that fiber coats the lining of your small intestine. So the sequence of the gut is your, you eat your mouth then it goes down the esophagus into the stomach then the small intestine, then the large intestine. And the small intestine is where you get most of your sugar absorption. But if you eat your, your like, um, fiber foods first, fiber foods first. I like the sound of that. Um, It coats your small intestine and it kind of slows down the absorption of that sugar into your body, the carbs into your body. And so for example, if I eat my rice first and then my vegetables, I get way more blood sugar response. And if I eat my vegetable first and then my rice, or let's say I'm having pasta, which is interesting because if you go to Italy or the Mediterranean countries, they generally tend to have like an antipasti first, like some kind of vegetable dish, right? They're, they're vegetables. 
and then they have their rice or their um, pasta or pizza dish, and then they have their meat. And that is like a really good way to eat for blood sugar balance and digestive health because they eat the meat is takes the longest to digest. So it's kind of good if it, if you if you're not getting like you know things backed up behind it, so to speak, that can digest faster. But um, for blood sugar balance, that's a really good tip is that you preload your fiber. So like I have some clients who like to go for sushi, and I tell them, well, order one of the um, vegetable dishes and eat those vegetables first. And then have your sushi, which is like rice oftentimes, right? And that really helps um, like decrease how much your blood sugar will spike with that. And then, as I said before, like smoothies are generally not good unless they're primarily vegetable-based. Um, and fruit juices, yeah, I had some coconut water and sure enough, my blood sugar spiked quite high. And I realized that yeah, like I would love to have a coconut water in the middle of the summer when it's really hot out and I just really need something like that, but not something I'm going to be having every day. And there was a point in time in my life where I was having a little bit of coconut water every day. And I see a lot of really like health oriented families that do that too, which kind of reminds me to mention that here I am talking about women, but kids, my goodness, the amount of hormonal imbalances that kids are experiencing these days. I mean, it's kind of everywhere, right? It's the fruit juices, it's the um, crackers. Um, it's like how every single holiday has become like just open bar on candy. Like we just had Valentine's Day and so much candy, you know, it's like, this is a day of love, not a day of candy, <laughs> but that's what it's become, you know, every birthday party and um, it would be okay if it was like occasional, but you know, it's just everywhere and in very unexpected places. Like my kids are doing, um, very fortunate that my kids have a chance to go to ski school and that's like a very active sport, but they're just feeding, um, like these kids, like just, you know, a lot of fast carbs. It's like the hot chocolate and then the juice and then the toast and then the jam and, um, just kind of constant exposure. So, um, you'll see. And once you start to like, notice, just start to notice that kids um, are not do doing so well these days because it affects their, um, their brain, it affects their attention, it affects their energy levels, it affects their cravings, it affects their mood, um, you know, their attitude. And then like, you know, there's a lot of diabetes happening at a younger age. There's a lot of fatty liver happening in places like in the United States, one of the number one causes of liver transplant in children is fatty liver. Where do you get fatty liver from? Fast carbs. Okay. That's a whole other topic, but just to give you an idea, um, fast carbs are really toxic. If you want to balance your hormones, okay. And another big one that imbalanced hormones will provide is that infertility, even for men and erectile dysfunction. So if you're a man and you're listening to this, or if you have a partner who's experiencing erectile dysfunction, the first thing you got to do is you got to look at the diet, okay? And you got to limit those fast carbs hardcore. Like you have to be very intentional. And yes, you're going to be eating against the grain, so to speak, when it comes to every single other person in your life and around you. And that's okay. You know, that seems to be what is necessary these days in order to achieve like vibrant health. And as a person who's eating like that, like that's not a diet for me. That's just the way I eat. I got to tell you, I love it. Like it was so interesting this last week, I was purposely eating certain foods that I knew was going to spike my blood sugar just because I wanted to see it. I was like, 
And then I was playing around like, is this worse? Is that better? Is that better? Um, like I found out dates, doesn't matter how I eat dates. They just, my blood sugar goes crazy. Right. And so anyways, I'm trying all these things out and guess what happened to me during this last week? I got health conditions I haven't had in years that like, since I started on my health journey. So it might be too much information, but I got a yeast infection and I was like, oh crap, that was a sugar. So I had to like really cut down on my sugar and sure enough, it went away after 24 hours. Whereas before I would have had no idea I would have gotten a medication and listen, if you need to get your medication, but fortunately mine responded to just cutting the sugars back again. And another thing I got was an infection in my nail, um, a periungal infection, which again would come before. And I never related it to my blood sugar, but now like in retrospect, it went away. Like it stopped happening to me when I started controlling my blood sugars. And what I think, what I've observed is that every person kind of experiences this blood sugar imbalance a little bit differently. So your issue might not be that you get a yeast infection, but you might get like a rash somewhere or some kind of funny rash along your hairline or along the back of your neck. Um, for some people, it might be, um, you know, burning of the urine or whatever that might be. Like you just kind of have to listen to your body language, as I mentioned before in a previous um, episode, kind of tune into what it is that your body's t- trying to tell you. And sometimes the only way to know is to cut it out. And I mean, yeah, it is tough at first. I'm not going to lie. It is really, really hard. But you know what is hard? Being sick, you know, and until you get really healthy, you don't realize how hard it is to be sick. You know, I'll use this analogy again of the frog in the pot of water. You put a fo- frog in a pot of like, cold water or like lukewarm water, it won't jump out. But if, and you slowly heat it up, it'll boil to death in there. It won't even notice that it started getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Whereas if you try to take that, like a same frog and put it in a pot of boiling water, it'll jump right out. So a lot of us reach a state of disease so slowly, like, you know, just over such a period of time that we don't even realize we're sick. You know, it's like just such a normal state of our existence. So until you cut it out and give your body some time to recover, you will not realize how much, um, you know, things like fast carbs and um, stress and poor sleep are affecting you. Now it's harder to control stress and poor sleep. And if you control your fast carbs, you're probably going to improve your stress and poor sleep. So that's why I really um, focus on the fast carbs bit, because I feel like it's a really, really good portal. Um, like a really quick access point into controlling all those things. And before I forget, you know, this is going to hurt a lot of people to hear, but, but alcohol, like wine and beer, right? That's a lot of fast carbs in those things. So a lot of us are self-medicating with alcohol, right? Because things are hard. Life can be really, really difficult. And rather than acknowledge the difficulty and sit with the difficulty, we'll sit down and have a glass of wine or, or a beer because it makes us feel better and we just want to feel better, right? Or we'll have that chocolate. For me, my crutch was dark chocolate, you know, and even though it was 85%, that 15% was enough to make me feel like better. Um, and over time, I noticed that I just didn't sleep as well if I had it at night, you know, and I cut it out and I feel great now. And it was hard. It was like my form of an addiction at the time. And I've had various different kinds of addictions in my life. And I don't mean like hardcore drugs or anything like that, but the the crutches that we use in our life to make ourselves feel better, right? So yes, there is a chemical addiction to sugar. So me suggesting to you that as part of your um, journey towards vibrant health will require cutting out your fast carbs 
will probably be associated with like a, a huge amount of discomfort and resistance. You're probably sitting there listening to me saying, oh my God, I know, I know what she's saying. I can feel the truth of it inside of me, but I just can't let go of my insert, whatever it is that you can't let go of, right? And as long as you stay in the resistance, you're not going to move in any direction except in the direction you've already been heading in. So you have to, um, in, in order for you to change your destiny with your health, you have to change something about what's created it. And a really big bang for your buck change in your habits is by starting to identify, and you might even want to sit down and just write down all of the fast carbs that you have in your life. And then I want you to sit and write a list of everything that is a slow carb. And when I say like everything, I mean, don't just write out vegetables, but write out like every single vegetable that you can possibly think of, right? And then when, you, when I say like whole grains, write out every single whole grain you can possibly think of. Write out every single nut, every single seed. Um, you know, every single fruit that you can eat in small amounts seasonally, you know, like reasonably, that kind of thing. And you might just surprise yourself, right? And oh, and and meats, um, you know, quinoa and all those kinds of things, beans and stuff, like write that all down and you will see that there is actually a lot of food you can still eat. And I am an example of the fact, like I have a very varied, very diverse, very colorful very tasty um, menu, um, you know, daily menu, so to speak, for myself. I don't feel like I live a life of deprivation. Okay. And it took me some time to get to this mental state, right? So it's possible to get there. Okay. And it's small daily shifts, making those changes. You know, if you can, one change a day or one change a week, whatever it is, but there needs to be change. You cannot reverse a, a, a disease under the same conditions that created it, period. Right? That is for sure. So I have faith in you. Um, you have that strength within yourself. I know you do because if I could do it, you could do it. You know, if you ever need additional help with that, um, that's what I do for my clients is I provide the container and the support within which people can do, right? So there's knowledge. And then there's knowledge in action, which is wisdom. And so a lot of um, people have knowledge, but they don't have the action and they don't have the support for the action or the, the guidance for it, right? So if that's you, if you're like, you know what? I just can't do this on my own. I need help. I need assistance. Please reach out. Look at the show notes for my email address. That's what I'm here for. And I'm, I would, it would be my pleasure to be your guide and to continue to educate you. So I provide the education, you bring the motivation, and together we make magic. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe, and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening, or night. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 